69. This is the second time I'm recording this <coughs> episode. Today we're going to be doing a Reddit meetup on r slash no sleep. We're going to be doing Michael Ampa, a retired homicide detective, wanted me to share another one of his cases to celebrate Halloween. <coughs> it's a doozy. I might make this a two-part episode if you... I'm going to make this a two-part episode, so I'm going to release half of it today or tomorrow, and the other half maybe a week from now, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Then let's get... Apologies for the delay. When I posted the last re-entry... Wait. Have it... His health took a brief turn for the worse in the recent weeks. He made me promise not to post any more trends without him be able to see. Watch the comments. Impossible case. I'm not always people you know that, ugh, the impossibles weren't limited just to people back in the late 80s, early 90s maybe. We caught a call a suspected murder had taken place. Mail had been mail had filled up the mailbox. Eventually, someone called the police for a wellness check. Some universe go to check, look through the window, and they see blood on the living room, carpet, and ceiling. They go in, clear the house. We get called. Remember the phone call? It was the same as all the calls for the impossible case. Yeah, Grandpa's name. We are uh huh. It's it's another one. We could always tell how sh- crappy our day was going to be by the tone of the voice of whoever called us. It was me and a temporary partner I, c- I had. I called this guy Malloy. He came, he'd come over from across the street, but like every detective, he was familiar with the impossible ones. Through, he said, at his last shop, they were referred to the unexplained. <coughs> Different name, but same mind-boogling bullcrap. But anyways, we pull up to the house and find everyone standing outside it. Anyways, we pull up to the house and find everyone standing outside it. We gotta get the car, thinking they're just trying to preserve the scene. But then we see everyone is real, on edge, jumping when we shut our doors, start staring at the ground, you know, just acting real antsy. We ask them what's going on, but no one will say a word. We go around asking if the house has been cleared. And finally, a uniform, looked like his first day on the job, nods his head a little bit. Malloy and I go in the house and, you know, it looks normal. Just a normal suburban house. There was a stain on the living room carpet. It was very clearly blood. It was made all the more obvious by the fact that there was... There was blood dripping from the ceiling. You ever seen a ceiling with blood damage? Well, it looks like there's... Well, it looks like there... Where it looks like dropping a feather on it from the other side is going to make it come crashing down. That's how the spot above the stain was. It was dark red and looked like thin as wet tissue. Obviously, we think there must be a body upstairs. Based on the call we got and how the folks were acting. We were expecting something real, you know, real gruesome. We go upstairs, figure out which room the stain is, but then when we walk in, there, there's nothing. The room is normal. Not two seconds after that, we heard a 
we open that door, that's when we hear it first. Tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like they tapped the pinky. Then half a second later, their, their, their ring finger, the middle finger, the middle index thumb, and then boom, 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 real fast. Al and I both spin around. It's like, it sounded like someone was tapping on the wall in the room across the hall from the one we were in. Now that room's... The door to that room is closed, and we've been informed that this woman lived by herself, didn't have any kids, no husband, not even any family that lived in the state, so there shouldn't be anyone else there. Mallow and I draw our weapons, start start doing the whole open the door, show us your hands, yada 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 thing, but no one responds. We stand there long enough with our weapons pointed at the wall. I was pointing at the door. Mallow was trained on the wall. We stand there long enough, and I and don't hear anything back from that. I start wondering if we just heard something from outside. The unis had cleared the house. They'd never done us wrong before. But how weird that they were acting, we wanted to be sure. Just as I take the step to pass more and move toward the other room, we hear it again. Tap, tap. Tap, 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 tap. But only this time it sounded like it was in the room on the other side of the wall, from the one we were in, you know, the same side of the hall, just a door down. I yell at out police, step out into the hallway with your hands up. And again, no response. Tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. This one comes from the opposite wall from the previous one, which couldn't, we couldn't, which could put whoever was doing it on the steps leading down upstairs. Malloy was still standing on the doorway, so he took a step and leaned over to take a look. Then, looked over to me and shook his head. There wasn't anyone there. The next set of taps, that same pattern, they came from above us, like in the attic, then higher, up on the wall by the stairs, then down the hall, then from underneath my feet, like someone was tapping on the ceiling in the living room. Then back on the opposite room, over and over and over and over and over sounded like a miniature stampede was happening all around us. It lasted about 30 seconds, and it quickly as it started up, it stopped. Malloy and I stood there for a good 10 minutes, guns up, arms arcing, wondering what the heck was going on. When we both finally calmed down enough to act rationally, we went through and cleared the house again, attic, top floor, ground floor, basement. We did it ourselves just to make sure it got done thoroughly, and there was no one. The house was empty, except for us. So then we have to deal with the fact that there was a ceiling in the living room with leaking blood, but there doesn't seem to be so- a source. The bedroom, where the leak should have been, where the body should have been, there was a rug thrown in there, you know, over the hardwood floor. So we move the rug, there's a little uh, door type thing. I guess you could call it a little door on the floor. Maybe the size of a pack of cigarettes with a hinge that's flush with the door. I open it, shine a flashlight in, but there's nothing there. No source where the blood could come from. Coming from, and even after we had some guys come in and take out the floorboards, I took out the insulation and it was dry. The material was made up of the ceiling. It was soaked with blood on the bottom. of it. It was completely dry on the top, which I mean it's impossible. It's like the source of the blood was in it in between half inch thick piece of plaster. 
That was a hell of a long day, I tell you. So it's late now, probably 2, 2.30 in the morning. Malloway and I are still at the house looking around. We finally got a few people to come and look in, you know, their fingerprint folks, photographers. They're getting their job done. Me, me and Malloy are standing in the kitchen where he goes, Did you hear that? I hadn't heard a thing. He goes, There it is again. I'm straining my ears trying to hear what he's hearing. When I turn and look at him and ask what, what he thinks he's hearing, I won't lie to you. My heart skipped a beat. Malloy was standing there, staring straight ahead into my eyes, but he was listening like he was looking through me. His fate had cut. I hate English. His face had gone completely limp, sack, and his eyes, they looked like they'd been turned off. There's no life behind them. His mouth hung open like he's been totally brain dead. Malloy, I, I say. He just stared through me at, to the point that I look over my shoulder to make sure there was no one behind me. When I turned back, Malloy was, Malloy was pointing toward the basement door. I looked over and saw that it was closed. But when I looked back again, Malloy was pointing. Malloy. When I looked back again, Mallory was pointing, but the left head returned to his face. He looked normal. I asked Mallory what the hell happened, and he said, You didn't hear that? I told him I hadn't. He said we needed to check the basement again. We head over there, open the door. Now, only now the lights wouldn't turn on. It worked fine the entire day, but all of a sudden now, we... Nothing. We had to get our flashlights and head out and head down. I asked him why we were checking the basement again, but he just kept saying we need to check the basement again. You didn't hear that? We need to get, when we get down there, everything looks the same as it had all day. Tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. The tap sounded like they were against one of the metal racks that lined the basement walls. We shine our lights around, there's nothing. Tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. This time it sounds like it's on the cardboard box. You didn't hear that? Malloy says again. That tapping starts all around us. It's on the metal cardboard, plastic, wood, wall, wood, drywall, plaster. It gets to the point that it's deafening. I shine my light all around. It eventually lands on Malloy, who had, at some point moved to the corner. He had the same dead look on his face again. He was pointing towards the ceiling just behind us. But I considered myself some of something of a brain now. But in that moment, I was as scared as I could have been. I didn't want, not want to look behind me. I felt something was there looking at me, waiting for me to turn around. We get out of the car thinking they're we're just. We get out of the car thinking they're just trying to preserve the scene. But when we see everyone is real on edge. Jumping when we shut our doors, staring at the ground, you know, just acting real antsy. We ask what's going on, but no one will say a word. We go around asking if the house has been cleared finally a uniform. Looks like his first day on the job. Nods his head a little bit. Malloy and I go into the house. And you know, it looks normal, right? Just a normal suburban house. There was a stain on the living room carpet. It was very clearly blood. It was made all more obvious by the fact there was blood dripping from the ceiling. You've ever seen a ceiling with flood damage where it looks like the, dropping a feather on it will, from the other side is going to make it come crashing down? That's how the spot above the stain was. It was dark red and looked as thin as wet tissue. It obvious, 
So obviously we think there must be a body upstairs, based on the call we got and how the folks outside were acting. We were expecting something real, you know, something real gruesome. We go upstairs, figure out which room the stain is below, but then we we walk in. There's nothing. The room is normal. After we open that door, that's when we hear it first. Tap, tap. Tap, 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 tap. The best way I can describe it, it's like they tap their pinky, then half a second later their ring finger, then their middle it index thumb, then boom, 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 real fast. Mallow and I both spin around. It sounded like someone was tapping on the wall in the room across the hall from the one we were in. Now the door to that room is closed. We've been informed that this woman lived here by herself, didn't have any kids, no husband, not even any family that lived in the state. So there shouldn't be anyone else there. Mal and I draw our weapons and start doing the whole open your door, yada, 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 show us your hands thing, but no one responds. We stand there long enough with our weapons pointed at the wall. I was pointing at the door. Mal had his trained on the wall. We stand there long enough, don't hear anything back. Then we start wondering if we just heard something from outside. Uh, from something outside. Or something. The unis had cleared the house, and they never done this wrong before, but we... But with how weird they were acting, we just wanted to be sure. Just as I take a step to pass Mola and move toward the other room, we hear it again. Tap, tap. Tap, 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 tap. Only this time it sounded like it was on the room on the other side again. Just a door down, I yell, please step out into the hallway with your hands up, and again, no response. Tap, 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 tap. This one comes from the opposite wall from the previous one, which would put whoever was doing it on the steps leading upstairs. Malloy was still standing in the doorway, so he took a step and leaned over to take a look. When he looked over to me and shook his head, there wasn't anyone there. The next set of taps... That same pattern, they came from above us, like in the attic, the higher up on the wall by the stairs, then down the hall, standing from underneath my feet like someone was tapping on the ceiling in the living room, then on the back, and then back on the wall in the opposite room, over and over and over and over and over, sounded like a miniature stampede was happening all around us. It lasted about 30 seconds, and quickly as it started, it just stopped. Milo and I stood there for a good ten minutes, guns up, arms arcing, or aching, yeah, aching, wondering what the heck was going on. When we both finally calmed down enough to act rationally, we went through and cleared the house again. Attic, top floor, ground floor, basement, we did it ourselves, just to make sure it got done thoroughly. But there was no one, but there was no one. The house was empty except for us. So then we have to deal with the fact that the ceiling in the living room leaked blood, but there doesn't seem to be source. The bedroom where the leak should have been, where the body should have been, there was a rug throw. There, there was a throw rug in there, you know, over the hardwood floor. So we move the rug. There's a little door, uh, like a trap door, that may be the size of a pack of cigarettes with a hinge that's flush with the door. I open it, shine a flashlight, but there's nothing there. 
no source where the blood would, could be coming from. Even after we had some guys come in, they got the floorboards, I took, I took out the insulation and it was dry. The material that made up the ceiling, while it was soaked with blood on the bottom of it, it was completely dry on top, which, I mean, it's impossible, it means, it's like the source of the blood was in between a half inch thick piece of plaster, it's been a heck of a long day, I tell you. So it's late now, probably 2 to 2.30 in the morning, and Mal and I are still in the house looking around. We finally got a few people to come in, you know, the fingerprint and photographers, they're getting their job gun, jobs done. Um, me and Milo are standing in the kitchen when he, he goes, did you hear that? I hadn't heard a thing. He goes again, there it is again, I'm straining my ears trying to hear what he's hearing. And I turn around, turn to look at him and ask what he's hearing. I won't lie to you, my heart skipped a beat. And that's where we're going to end the first part today. I'm sorry if this is an interesting one. Anyway, I hope you, I wish you guys all well, and I'll see you all later.